Welcome to Bucket of Chum, the shark movie podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Bucket of Chum, the shark movie podcast. This week, we are talking about Land Shark from 2017, directed by Mark Polonia. Uh, we're going to be very familiar with this gentleman. He's directed a couple of uh, shark movies that in all likelihood I'll be reviewing and talking about in the future. Uh, but for now, we're going to talk about uh, Land Shark. Pretty, uh, pretty fun watch, actually. You know, I'll let you decide for yourself when you guys watch it. Let's just dive into it. So we open up and uh, I think we're in like Santa Monica or something. It's obviously a beach town. Then uh, we got a drunk girl walking down the beach holding a bottle of Jack Daniels. Then uh, she gets to, she's walking. There's like a police car following her or something. I, I feel like it was just in the shot and it's not supposed to be there, but it it's fine. She goes up to the water. She's looking at it, obviously drunk. And I'm not sure if this was supposed to take place at night or sunrise, maybe because the coloring is a little bit weird. So it's like they're trying to do a day for night thing. So it, it it looks a little weird, but it's fine. We could deal with it. So this girl goes to the water. She looks in. Uh, she sees a shark fin, a very uh, CGI shark fin. And uh, she does a smart thing. And she goes away from the water. She just goes on the beach and just lays down and starts sun tanning at night? Question mark? I'm not entirely sure. And then we get the shark swimming in the water, and while it's swimming, we get a lot of growling noises from it, which uh, I'm no shark expert, but I'm pretty sure they don't make growling noises. But it's okay. It works for this movie. So she's laying on the beach. Obviously, with the movie being called Land Shark, we know she's in trouble. So the shark starts creeping up on her, and we get a shark fin. Not a CGI shark fin this time. This is a practical shark fin. It sneaks up on her. We get the shark POV, and it's like a fisheye lens, a little bit more distorted. This shark starts like oozing black goo all over her. She sees it, starts screaming, and lo and behold, she's dead. <laughs> and that's when we get to the credits. I gotta say, the credit sequence for this was actually pretty boring. I kind of wish they had done something a little different with it, but... It is what it is. It was fine. The rest of there's dip, there's parts of this movie later on that make up for it. So we can deal with the boring credits. It's okay. Then we're at, I don't know if we're supposed to be on a ship because we see this a ship captain and his mate, I'm assuming. And he's staring over the ledge, looking at the water, but kind of over his shoulder, we can see some trees, but they don't really focus on it too much. So I don't know if they're trying to imply that he's on a boat uh, or if he's on land, either way, uh, him and his mate start pulling in this net. The net breaks because the shark is inside of it, which they don't see. But we can see it in a uh, composited shot of the shark underwater. The net breaks and the captain's like, oh, this isn't good. This is bad news. This water used to be full of fish and now look at this. And then the first mate walks away or whoever the hell he is. Then the captain's left there standing over the edge. We get another shark POV shot. And the shark jumps out of the water, bites his head off. We see this severed head land on the ground all bloody. And the severed head was actually a practical effect, and it didn't look terrible. I was I was kind of happy with it. I always get happy when I see severed limbs and practical effects and blood. So that made me pretty happy. 
So then his helper comes in and he shoots the shark, but of course the shark ends up killing him. And then we cut to Science Lab, where we have one of our main characters, Lucinda, doing science things, I guess. Uh, she's watching like stock footage of sharks, and then she's looking at these terrible graphics. It's like it's like a heart monitor, but it's supposed to represent a graph or something. And she's like, oh, look, look at these analytics. Oh, my goodness. And like, it, it's just nonsense. Complete nonsense. And so then we go to uh, Dr. Foster's office and he has <laughs> a CGI shark in a shark in a fish tank in his office. I don't I, I as I've said before, I don't know much about sharks. I'm not a scientist, but I'm pretty sure they can't survive just sitting still in a fish tank in somebody's office. But that's just me. Maybe I'm wrong. What do I know? So then Lucinda tells Dr. Foster that some sharks have been leaving and then coming back back to their facility without them noticing and dr foster kind of brushes it off whatever and then uh, dr foster uh makes an online phone call a video call with seemingly no webcam whatsoever that's okay uh so he calls uh, what we learn is his ex who is funding this research program that they're doing and uh, every time she comes on screen, she she's like overacting, like she's trying too hard, and it's just it's bad. It, it's a little hard to watch. I know good acting's maybe not everything you expect in these movies, but th this was particularly bad. Like Doctor Foster and Lucinda are a little bit better and more tolerable. A little bit, not a lot, but a little bit, just enough, just enough to make this a little bit watchable. So this uh, woman whose name is Dr. Lorca or something along those lines, it, it's Orca with an L in front of it. Dr. Foster is like, yeah, the sharks have been coming and going. And she's just like, amazing. Why didn't you tell me this sooner? And he's like, well, because I just found out about it. So yeah, here we are. And through some dialogue, we learn that they're adapting the shark's genes they're trying to, they're basically trying to make a super weapon. They're trying to turn a shark into a weapon. So they're trying to weaponize these things. And I guess they're trying to keep it all hush hush or whatever. And then we cut to Dr. Foster in a bathroom or something. And he's got these needles that I'm assuming have shark blood or something in them. And first of all, these needles are full of air bubbles. He ejects one of those. He's dead. He's, you know, got an air bubble in his heart and it explodes. But I don't know. Maybe, maybe he's more careful when he actually injects them. What? Who am I to say? As Lucinda calls Dr. Foster, uh, she picks up the phone and just doesn't dial anything. It just automatically goes straight to him. Maybe that's how the phones are set up or maybe it's an error. I don't know. So then we got cut to an electrical worker or something. It's a guy in a hard hat doing some work. And again, we get the shark creeping up on him. And at this point, we actually have a bit of a practical shark, which is nice. And a lot of this movie, every time we see the shark, it's usually composited in through like green screen or something. But it is a practical shark. It, I'm positive it's a puppet sometimes, but it is a practical shark. So it has that going for it. Not a lot of uh, terrible shark CGI. So we got some practical effects, which, you know. That's always a plus in my book. It makes things a little bit more watchable for me. And I'm sure a lot of you too. <laughs> Anyways. 
next thing we know, you know, the shark is creeping around on land. It, it looks like they're in like a desert or some shit. I don't know. It doesn't matter. And this photographer and model get out of this car and the photographer's like, oh, look at how beautiful this is. This is going to make some great shots. And then the model uh, just says like, oh, you mean I'll make the shots look good? Nobody wants to look at rocks. They're all looking at me. Ugh, it's irritating, just irritating. So then the model starts modeling, if you want to call it that. It's some of the most terrible modeling I have ever seen in a movie, but you know, she's doing it. She's modeling, all right. And after they're done taking a few pictures, this photographer has like a consumer digital camera from like 2003. Like it's not even a professional photographer's camera. Like it is just something completely ridiculous. And so this photographer uh, is talking to her and he's talking about some other photographer that takes pictures of her. And he's like, well, you know what he's using his, uh, those pictures for that he takes. And he starts doing a jerking off motion. Like, Oh, okay. Coming from the guy using a uh, digital camera. Like, yeah, okay. Like you're not doing anything nefarious with your photos sure buddy <laughs> so then the shark uh, gets the photographer eats him spews blood all over the car so then the shark starts chasing after the model and then he gets her and we get another uh decent shot of the practical shark it wasn't too bad again just composited in or it's either composited in sometimes or sometimes it's like a close-up of a puppet just kind of like a forced perspective i, I guess but you know whatever it's cool either way. I like it. And then the shark returns to water. And every time it's in the water or like stalking somebody, it's like, it's making like growling noises, which is, I don't know. It makes it more comical. And I guess you have, you got to put some sort of soundtrack for this thing. Otherwise it'd be pretty boring. So it, it works. So then we uh, cut to the shark's POV again. And he's, it's going up a dock or I, I guess it's some the research station where Lucinda and Dr. Foster are working. So then Dr. Foster and Lucinda are walking around. They discover the electrical worker. Lucinda's like, Oh, we got to tell somebody. Dr. Foster's like, no, we got to cover this up. You got to shut your mouth about it. So obviously they're up to no good. So the Dr. Foster takes uh, Lucinda to his office and that's where they call Dr. Lorca. And uh, we get this amazing actor again. Uh, telling uh, Lucinda, we own you. You know, if you tell anybody, it's your life. Basically threatening her. Like, if you tell anybody about what we're doing or whatever, we're going to kill you. So what choice does she have? And they talk about how they're taking the research to a new level, trying to make a super weapon, and then they're talking about how, yeah, we want these sharks to be able to attack on water and land. Hence the land shark. Super. And then we cut to Dr. Foster and throughout the movie, he has these nightmares where it, it looks like he's turning into a shark. So right from when he's injecting this blood, which I assumed when I was watching it, that it was shark's blood. They're implying that he's turning into a shark of some sort, some sort of man shark, which to be honest, I kind of wish they had made that movie instead of land shark or, you know, maybe uh, do a sequel and we can see more man shark. That'd be cool. I'd watch that. Although then again, there's not really much I wouldn't watch when it comes to this subject. So that's not really saying much, but still it sounds like a good time. 
So then later on, Dr. Foster and Lucinda are talking, and Dr. Foster is like, watch this, and he just kills all the remaining shark test subjects. They're all just dead now. And I, I guess they're just trying to cover up their evidence and move somewhere else. Uh, you know, but first they got to track down these two or three sharks that have gone missing from the facility. So buckle in for that because that's a fun ride. Uh, so we see Dr. Foster packing his shit together. And of course he's packing needles and he, he, he's got like this stack of needles that he doesn't even have in like a protective case or anything. They're just like loose in bubble wrap in his bag. No protection whatsoever. You do you, Dr. Foster, but I mean, if I'm packing needles in my bag, I'm probably going to put them in a hard case or something, or, you know, cover the tips at least so you don't stab yourself or whatever. And then after that, we get uh, Lucinda going into the shower. Unfortunately, no nudity here, guys. Sorry, but anyways, she uh, feels like someone's creeping around the shower, opens the shower curtain, and nobody's around. I, I think they're trying to imply that maybe Dr. Foster was the one creeping around because maybe he's turning into a shark. I don't know. Who knows? And anyways, we go to uh, a pool. The two people hanging out, and the, the conversation these two have. So the guy's like, oh, I'm so glad I didn't swipe left on you on Tinder because I saw your tits. And they're both like, yeah, <laughs> all right. It's so weird. And then she starts, like, shaking her tits around as they're swimming in the pool. It's just, it was such a bizarre conversation. So weird. Uh, the shark is, like, creeping around, and then he attacks the guy. We see some, it looks like they put, like, CGI blood in the water, and there's absolutely no screaming when this shark goes after both of them. I'm going to assume that they were shooting at night in a location where they couldn't make a bunch of noise, so they just didn't do it. I mean, I would have added something in post, personally. But, again, who knows what their budget was. So, anyways, now these two are just dead. And that's the end of that. There's not much else there other than the shark just killed two people. So then we get Dr. Foster and Lucinda on land, and uh, they're getting in the car, getting ready to go. And they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to use this state-of-the-art tracker to track these sharks down. This uh, state-of-the-art tracker is very clearly an RC remote with, like, no screen on it whatsoever. And ugh, every time this thing's on screen, it makes this beeping noise, which is just irritating because it, it's obviously added in afterwards. So it's, like, so forward in the soundtrack. But yeah, we get the idea. They're using something to track the sharks down. Because obviously it's a research facility, so they put trackers in the shark so they can find them if they ever escape. And then we get an underwater shot of this shark from behind. And I think this is probably the first time we see somewhat the full shark, which is it's clearly just a puppet that they've composited to uh, an underwater stock footage shot. But again, these are practical effects. I appreciate that. So I enjoyed it. The alarm goes off when they're in the car, and so they start driving away. They follow it up the coast. Uh, the shark is growling around on land, and <laughs> there's a drunk guy. He's just bumbling around. He's he's looking through the trash cans, and he's like, oh, what's a guy got to do around here to get a good breakfast? And then starts wandering off drinking. Plops a seat down on a rock or, like, on an edge of something. And he sees this fucking shark fin just go by him and go into this tunnel. And he looks at the booze and he's like, well, that's enough of that. <laughs> it's like, okay. 
why the shark chose to ignore him in this instance, I don't know. Maybe they just wanted more drunk guy in the movie, which we do get a little bit later on, so there is that. So Lucinda and Dr. Foster pull over, and Foster pulls out these laser guns. Yep, laser guns. Ju they look like they're dollar store toy guns, but they're laser guns. And that's what they're going to use to kill the shark. Again, I am assuming it's due to budgetary reasons. Or maybe they just wanted laser guns in the movie. Who am I to judge? I like laser guns. Who doesn't? It's weird, but hey, I can get on board with that. Why the fuck not? So they start following it. And then they get to the tunnel where the drunk guy is. And he truncately exclaims like, Yo, man, there's a land shark there. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, they... They sort of blow him off, I guess, trying to pretend that nothing is happening, but uh, I'm not really sure. So anyways, they go down this tunnel and they say, oh yeah, let's split up. This tunnel, there's no offshoots to this tunnel. It's, it's a straight fucking tunnel. Like, you can't split up. But anyways, they somehow split up in the tunnel. Uh, they walk by and there's like a skull with blood on it, which they never explain. I, I don't know, maybe the shark puked it up or ate somebody inside there i i don't particularly know uh but again it doesn't matter so anyways they get to the end of the tunnel and they're like oh where is it like oh it's right here and they look up and then we get like the first full shot of this puppet shark that's been composited in and uh, i'm here for it i'm here for every second of it i absolutely love it it's so good so these two run away and try to hide. And as they're hiding, uh, Lucinda shoots Foster in the foot to get him out from where they're hiding to kind of use him as bait. So then, of course, the shark comes right away. And the you know, we get the puppet uh, shark appearing. Uh, they, they shoot the shark with laser guns, and they kill it. This one shark is dead. We still got two more to go, but at least we got one. One, one is dead. Then they decide, you know, we got to get rid of the carcass, so they burn it with CGI fire. <laughs> it's like the same CGI fire shot while the other shots are cutting, but it's like the same overlay. Whatever. It doesn't matter. It's fine. And it's funny. I'm here for it, as always. <laughs> and uh, while this is going on, Lucinda points out that the shark was a little bit more aggressive towards Foster. She's like, it's almost as if another shark had invaded its territory. Again, more implying that Dr. Foster is turning into a shark himself. Uh, Lucinda and Foster get a hotel room, and they're in separate rooms watching TV. Lucinda's watching TV, and she sees the drunk guy uh, saying he... Uh, his caption is, eyewitness to land shark. Just a little on the nose, but cool. Yep, he's... They're interviewing this guy about a land shark with... I don't even know. They probably don't even have the carcass there or anything. Like, there's no evidence for this. There's no reason for anybody to be talking to this man, but they are. And there he is talking about a land shark. And then we get another news report uh, shortly after. These two fucking redneck fishermen. One of them is like mumbling like crazy. You can barely understand anything he's fucking saying. And they're talking about how they, uh, they were sh shrimp fishing and then they caught this shark. And, you know, they kind of see themselves as heroes, you know, like they're they're the ones that are saving everybody because, you know, they, they caught this creature and they should be dubbed as heroes. Uh, but the cops, you know, find them for uh, not having a firearms license and uh, not having a license to carry explosives. 
Uh, so that tells you the type of fishermen these douchebags are. But anyways. <laughs> and uh, we, we find out later on that the shark that they actually caught was the other shark that they were looking for. I don't know if we're not supposed to catch on to that because Dr. Foster points it out later on. And then we go to Dr. Foster's room and he's in there, you know, fucking shooting up his shark blood or whatever the hell it is, his weird ass experiments. And every time he does this, you know, we get those weird man shark dreams that he has going on. Then we go to uh, a train station and this girl's running after a train. She misses it. Um, actually, one thing I will one thing I will say about her is she's actually one of the better actors in the movie. She's not in it very long because you know she misses the train. She's talking to her boyfriend like, "Oh, I missed the train. I'm just gonna take a taxi and I'll come to you." And then the shark attacks her and eats her. She's dead. But the way that they shot it, they almost implied that like maybe Doctor Foster was the one doing this. It, it's not, but it was heavily implied that it was, which I found very strange it was just cut weird but anyways uh we get another look at the puppet shark which is great i'm very happy with that uh, and yeah we get another death so perfect so then we get uh lucinda and foster having their morning coffee and they make some werewolf reference making a you know a bigger point to the old you know foster's changing he's changing into something and we're like we're probably like 45 minutes into this movie and he still hasn't fucking changed into a shark yet it's fine so then these two get back in the car, they start using their tracker thing, and they pull over again, and then they start tracking it. Then we get the drunk guy from earlier. He has somehow traveled to the exact spot where this shark is again, uh, and this time he goes to take a piss in the bush, and the shark... It's very heavily implied that the shark bites his dick off, and it's great. And then while he's bleeding on the ground there, the shark comes and like starts ripping his guts out. Uh, we see a little bit of blood, and then it cuts, and it looks like he's been chopped, cut, bitten in half by the shark, and so he's dead. the The wonderful drunk man from earlier is now deceased. Rest in peace. <laughs> so then Foster and Lucinda find this abandoned house, and they're like, "Oh yeah, let's go check this out," because I guess sharks can hang out in houses now too. And so they go to this house. And there's a severed arm on the ground holding a monkey wrench. And, like, this severed arm looks like... You know when you go to the dollar store at Halloween time and they have, like, the severed limbs? That's what it, that's what it looks like. So... But again, you know, they're using practical effects. They're doing something. So I, I still appreciate it. It's still fun. So they, they leave the building after looking around. And when they get out, the shark bumps lucinda cracking some of her ribs and then bites foster on the leg so they stumble around and decide to get get back in the house again and try to uh, block the shark from getting in they patch each other up and then foster has like this black goo kind of leaking out of his leg uh very similar to the black goo we saw at the beginning of the movie so ooh, what does that mean i wonder Ooh. So then they go back outside, and the fucking shark is on the roof of this house, like, I guess just waiting for them to come out. Uh, so they turn around, and we get a full shot of the shark again. And again, it's the puppet, puppet shark. I'm all here for it. It's fucking great. I love it. So they start chasing after the shark, and they're shooting their laser guns. And the shark goes off into a pond or a lake or something. So they just start shooting randomly. 
into this lake, just like pew, 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 pew. And they, they get it. They get the shark. It, it comes out of the water and it resurfaces and it's injured. So they're still shooting at the shark. And then Lucinda shoots down some power lines, which then go into the water, shocks the shit out of this shark. And there's an explosion and the shark dies and it sinks to the bottom and it's gone. So then Foster uh, starts talking about taking next step for the experiments. And then Lucinda's like, oh, wait for me here. I need to go back in the house. So she goes back into the house for reasons. I don't know why. I don't know why she was going back to the house, but she did while Foster was out there. And then he Foster like disappears for a second, kind of insinuating that he's starting to change into this fucking man shark that they've been teasing the whole movie. And then Lucinda points out that the fucking beeper is going off. She's like, oh, there's another shark. And Foster's like, no, there's not. Those two fishermen on the news, they got the other shark. So those two redneck douchebag fishermen from earlier are the ones that killed the shark. And so her tracker is tracking him. Which doesn't really make any sense because I thought the sharks had trackers in them because, like, they put them in the sharks to keep track of them for their research so they didn't lose them. So I'm not sure why Foster would be setting this thing off. Anyways, it doesn't matter. He's setting it off. And Foster reveals he's been experimenting on himself with shark DNA to create a man-shark hybrid. You know, because he's like, yo, uh, a shark when it's on land, it can't hold the gun. But if a man turns into a shark, he can go in the water and he can hold the gun and do this, do that, blah, 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 blah. Then it happens. Foster transforms into the man shark and then of course lucinda runs out of fucking ammo <laughs> and then foster starts chasing her around it's a very short chase and then lucinda starts digging her hands into the gills of this man shark which i gotta say is i don't want to use the word uh, like great because it's not like a great practical effect but like i i feel like it was homemade and I think uh, the director's brother also helped him on the movie, and I think he did the special effects. So, like, they're kind of a team working together, which I, I think is super cool. So, like, he's got, like, this mask on with, like, pointy teeth, but his and his hair is all long. Like, he's wearing, like, a fucking Slipknot mask or some shit. And his, his hands are, like, webbed hands, but he's got, like, claws on them or something. But it's, it's fucking cool looking, man. Like... At least one thing I can say about this movie is that there's not, like, a ton of CGI shark. Like, they did practical where they could, which is just something I really appreciated about it. Anyways, Lucinda's, like, starts digging her hands into his gills and, like, black goo starts sticking out. And then he transforms back into his normal self. And then he reveals that there's other experiments going on. And Lucinda's like, what other experiments? And then Foster dies. He's dead. He's gone. <laughs> so we don't learn anything else about these experiments. So we cut to the boardwalk back from earlier. And this ginormous fin sticks out of the water. Everybody starts screaming and cut to credits. And that's it. That's the whole movie. Welcome to Paranormally Cryptid Podcast. I am your host, Cody. We are looking into ghost stories, monster stories. So join me on this adventure to the Lost Forest or to uncover what is in the dark.
I gotta say, I had a great time watching this. This was just a lot of fun. And as I said, like, they use practical effects. The story's ridiculous. I mean, with a lot of these movies, uh, it's kind of the same thing. Like, they're doing experiments on sharks. The sharks go rogue and whatever. But I don't know. It has a lot of charm to it. Like, the practical effects really add something special to it. And it feels like whoever was making this movie just had a fun time doing it. And, like, that's what I'm here for. I'm here for the fun. So... Yeah, that was Landshark from 2017. Uh, don't forget to check us out on Instagram and uh, Facebook, uh, Bucket of Chum Podcast for both of those. And uh, I'll be back next week with uh, more Bucket of Chum. Thanks for listening to Bucket of Chum the shark movie podcast 